We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 8th day of December, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. How are you today, Bruce? It's good to see you. Huh? Healthy and alive. Doing well. Glad to hear it. You know, I talked to Marty today and he was uh, he was getting ready to board the train to go and get involved in the uh, the holiday festivities. And he said that he would be back. He's staying over at the, uh, you know, the place. I think he said, I, I, uh, he'll tell us all about it tomorrow. But um He's getting in the Christmas spirit, and he will be uh, joining us tomorrow to tell us all about his experience. So, yes, we're looking forward to uh, to that conversation with him tomorrow. But today, I've got some tragic news. Got some tragic news today. There was an attempted overthrow of the government here. And wouldn't you know, wouldn't you know, it's it's a good thing they caught him. They caught him right before they were able to, to execute the plan. They, uh, they caught him. 25 QAnon conspiracy theorists have been arrested uh, nationwide. 3,000 law enforcement officers were staged here this morning. And it's a good thing they caught these QAnon conspiracy theorists because they were ready to overthrow the government, you see. And uh, they, Bruce, you, you look like you're not convinced. Well, I, the, the, actually, I had a question. Did they find some metal pipe with caps on both ends and a kitchen timer strapped to that pipe by no. chance? No, not oh, that I not okay. that I recall. Oh. <laughs> not, not that well, I recall. <laughs> that's um I, I I was just concerned it was gonna be like a January sixth um copycat uh because that's what they found. Right. Because at they, the RNC DNC because was the, a, a pipe DOJ. with yeah. yeah, the DOJ they re- and the FBI, they really want to investigate that, right? I mean, they're, they're very forthcoming about all the evidence that they've collected thus far, and, and they're keeping the public informed, right? I, I, I don't mean to divert a little bit, but I'm reminded when I, I brought that up, I, I meant that as obviously as a joke, but I'm reminded that that scenario, the bomber planted the bomb the night before on the 5th, January 5th. Uh-huh. They found the bomb the next day at noon. The uh-huh. a worker went home. Well, she claimed to be something she wasn't who she worked for. But anyway, that's that's a side note. She went home and found the bomb that was either by a trash bin or under a bench or something. I don't remember where it was um, because she's a recycle freak. It was literally a pipe with the ends capped and a kitchen timer. You know, the, the, the kind that you crank that has one hour. It's just one like hour. Timer. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Yes, an egg timer. Thank you. It had stuck at 20 minutes left on the on the dial. It had 20 minutes left on the dial. Okay, so assuming they, they timed it for one hour, okay, they said this bomb was to go off January 6th. Uh-huh. It was planted at a little 8 bit of a, p.m. the night before. A little bit of a time d- discrepancy there, just a little bit. The, when you have an hour dial, uh, hour doesn't really work for 12 hours. Or right. Well, unless case, unless like, you went back to, to rewind it, you know, if you went back to, to rewind it. Yeah, every, time. every, every, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She just happened to find and when she found it, it was 
literally like 20 minutes before the uh, vote was to go down or whatever. Anyway, it just um, they just basically what I'm getting at. This was staged. This is a bunch of BS. Yes. And I kind of feel like this is a copycat scenario. You can tell that these intelligence agencies, if you want to call them that, you can tell that they're working together and they're collaborating to put together these scenarios. This is so transparent. It's laughable. Like this is laughable. I saw this this morning and I thought, what the hell is this amateur hour? Like This is ridiculous. Like Hollywood could do a better job than this. The cops weren't even interested. It's like they were just they were just standing there. They were twiddling their thumbs and kicking their feet around and laughing with each other. The, all the media was there. And it's like you people have any of you people ever been on an actual raid before? Like a real one. I'm not talking about this ginned up garbage that that your people put together that, that are in co- coordination with the people in the U.S. Like, look, if this is a legitimate organized crime operation and somebody's intending to overthrow the government of a nation, you should be taking that down. Make no mistake about that. That should be taken down because that's not how we do things here in any Western nation. That's not how we do things. However, when you're when you're to the point where you're manufacturing these crises and it's it's obvious that you're manufacturing this. Listen to this. A far right group led by Prince Heinrich the 13th, he was going to be that. You see, he was the ringleader. He was the ringleader. You see, a 71 year old uh, was a 71 year old prince was the ringleader. I tell you what, you, you don't you don't have to do this in, in this country. You, you know, and I'm on the ground here. OK, I, I'm seeing I'm watching the political dynamics in this country. All right. Here's the problem. The government here is in a very perilous situation, shall we say. Desperate people do desperate things, okay? You don't have to do anything here to overthrow the government. The government's going to overthrow itself. That's what's going to happen because people have had their lives ruined. Oh, they're going to overthrow the government. Okay, um, you're not paying attention to what? You're not paying attention to the skyrocketing inflation. You're not paying attention to the skyrocketing energy costs. You're not paying attention to the businesses that have been destroyed. Generations of family wealth has been obliterated by these nonsensical policies. The government does not need to be overthrown. As I said, the government is going to overthrow itself because they will not let this go. As I said yesterday, you have to have a COVID passport to get into a medical facility. They won't let that go. But it's a good thing. It's a good thing they caught these people. <laughs> I can't even do this with a straight face. This was a, a piece of, of, of propaganda garbage that comes out of uh, France 24, which is their state run media. Right. Look at the political dynamics in this country. OK, look at the political dynamics. Look at the government response to that situation. They can't stop the peaceful protests that are out there from all the German people in all these places, in all these cities. They don't have enough cops. There was a protest that I had to I had to stop because the protest was going across the crosswalk when I was driving home tonight. I had to stop so they could go by with their drums and their trumpets and everything else. They're not tearing anything up. There's nothing that the state can do. They can't go out there and turn hoses on them. They can't turn tear gas and rubber bullets on them. They can't turn attack dogs on them. Because they're not doing anything wrong. They're not breaking any law. Unless, of course, you make protesting illegal, which we've seen that during COVID. But you look at the political dynamics. You look at the government response. You look at the propaganda that's being pushed in the media 
And that's happening across the board in all of our countries. They're all in lockstep. They're all saying the same thing as they always have been since the start. And then you look at what comes after that. Subversion. Subversion. We've talked about that time and again here. Subversion. You're looking for government actors, state actors to come in and try and subvert that movement against what they're doing because it's illegal what they're doing. And so now we just we just happen to have everything that they need right on us on a silver platter. This was their January 6th attempt is what this was. That's exactly the the stench that this has. And like I said, looking at it this morning, it's laughable the way that this was put together. I've actually been out there and I've been on raids before. Bruce and I were having this discussion in prep. I've been on raids. You're not behaving the way that these police officers and the, these um, these well, you're not going to have media there, but you're not behaving like that if you're out on a raid. Like the tensions are so high and the atmosphere in your team is so thick that you can cut it with a knife because when you're serving those warrants and you're going on those raids to bust up some organized crime group, you're more than likely going to face some kind of a resistance when you go through that door and you don't know if the person in front of you, the person behind you, or you yourself are not going to make it home that night. You're not sitting around laughing, patting your buddies on the ass, shaking hands. That's not what you're doing. This is laughable. This is pathetic, is what this is. And it's desperation. It reeks of desperation. Well, we're going to start first in Germany, where police launched nationwide raids today against members of a far-right terror group suspected of trying to overthrow the state in an armed coup. Twenty-five people were arrested, most of them belonging to the group. More than 3,000 officers, including elite anti-terror units, took part in those raids early this morning. German media has been calling it one of the largest police actions the country has ever seen. Well, to get the very latest on this, let's bring in France 24's Nick Spicer in Berlin. Nick, what's the latest? Tell us about it, please, Nick. Well, we have comments from uh, the justice minister who, as you were saying, this was an anti-terror operation against a group that was planning an attack on the democratic organs of the country. And the interior minister saying quite chillingly that we have looked into the abyss uh, as regards the plans of this group. We know that there was a prince involved, Prince Heinrich, who is 71 years old, a minor aristocrat. He was chosen to be the next leader of Germany, if you will. There was a former judge in Berlin, former member of the far-right alternative for Germany party, who would be the new justice minister in this new organization that the coup plotters had organized. It was very, very organized. And in fact, there was also a very member organized. of the special <laughs> forces, uh, Germany's KSK uh, elite commando unit, who was going to be in charge of helping other soldiers overthrow local authorities. And we have comments from the prosecutors saying that these people were willing to use violence to achieve their ends, even if that meant killing local officials. Nick, oh, what uh, what more can you tell us about this group in general? What do we know about this far right group? Uh, 20 well, we're hearing more, more and fact. more details. I mean, <laughs> basically, it seems like they wanted to turn the historical clock back to 1871, to the Second Reich. So a lot of oh the members are so-called Reichsburgers. Uh, these are people who reject the existence of the current modern German state. Some of them don't pay uh, taxes. And the ideas are also coming from QAnon. You'll remember that movement there that it was is. prevalent in the United States, is. particularly under Donald Trump, prone to conspiracy theories 
countries. And what we're hearing is that the thinking, as it were, in this group was that there was an international conspiracy to deprive Germany of its freedom involving Russia and the United States, various secret services, all of them functioning as a kind of deep state. You'll remember that uh -huh. uh, phrase from the American political debate going back a ways, which was going to uh, basically take over Germany, hence the need for a coup. That is the thinking uh, from the comments we're getting from prosecutors now. It sounds pretty incredible, uh, but, you know, when these people are brought to trial or able to make comments, we'll be able to find out more. Nick, thank you for that. Friends, when Nick Spicer in Berlin. So the police did a raid of 3,000 people. Okay, so no, there's no, no, 3,000 no, no, officers no, no. involved. They had 3,000 officers, only 25 mm -hmm. people got arrested. Now, I, I hearken right, back right. to uh, this this online takedown that they had here about two or three months ago. Do you remember that? And it turned out yep. that 100 people that were arrested were actually their own officers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that were running the operation in the yeah. first place. Yeah. You know what it sounded like to me? It sounded like uh, 3,000 police officers raided a local D&D &D group because all the all the stuff they were talking <laughs> about was like, dude, this is this sounds like it's just like a a a D, &D game. That's, uh, you know, World War Two themed or or early 1900s themed, you know, like World War One themed. That's all it sounded like. It did, They didn't present any kind of information on there. No, uh, I'm like, OK, yeah, the, these this guys is, were insurrectionists. This is the hideout. This is exclusive from the mail. This this is the hideout. This is the um, this is the place where the Bruce, this is the residence of the prince, right? The prince, the, the one that was said to be the next whatever. Right. <laughs> this is this is a home of royalty. You see that? Can you tell that that's royal? Bruce, can you tell that that's royal? Yeah. Can, can you see um, this is this is royal. Can you see that you, you see the mm. police moving in there? Yeah. You see that? I, I liked the shot they did there yeah. to make it look like yeah. the place is hidden. It, it's like oh, yeah, in the secluded, woods somewhere yeah. and it's, yep. it's yep. like in the middle of town. It's an apartment complex. <laughs> and it's like, it's not even, it's not even that good of an apartment complex. That's, I mean, I'm not saying no. anything. It's just like, this is not where you would expect uh, a crown prince to live. Yeah, exactly. This isn't like some, uh, it, it's not even, the, okay, if, if this were an insurrection, I would have expected them to do the raid. Like, look, you're, you're not going to have cops standing there like that. Sorry, I don't mean to interject, but you're not going to have like that's the prince right there. No, that, that's the prince. That's ridiculous. Yeah, um, I would have I would have uh, expected to see those boxes of papers they pulled out, which was actually just looked like a bunch of cardboard that boxes they had shredded. It didn't even look like it was paperwork. I would have expected all of that to be like explosives, guns, ammunition. If this were truly an insurrection, this is the same argument I had with January 6th. If it was really an insurrection, where's all the guns? I mean, especially here in the United States, where's all the guns? We, we have 400, 500 million guns uh, circulating here in the U.S. Why is it these insurrectionists just forgot their guns in a hotel in another state? Uh, I, I'm, I'm just they can't stop what's happening out in the streets. That's the problem. So they need they need something. They need a pretext. It's they like need some kind of story. Yeah, it's like the, the January 6th thing. That's why they're hammering this across the U.S. They need something. And you notice the DOJ is now going after MAGA Republicans, a bunch of QAnon conspiracy theorists. You notice they're all using the same buzzwords on foreign media because you're not privy to this in the U.S., right? So you're getting that exclusively here. Uh, but they're, they're doing the same. <laughs> they're doing the same agenda. It's so hilarious to watch this, to, to sit here and it's like, wow. I mean, it, just to just to look at it and it's like, like they're all they're all running the same script. All of them. Yeah, it's exactly the same script.
which means it's coming from, you know, that that QAnon saying that, you know, there's a deep state and uh, the, the federal government is, is being run by some foreign whatever shadow government. What would you call it when all the different governments are saying the exact same narrative, creating false flag operations that feed into that narrative? What I mean, that serve any, their any interest logical every yeah. single time. It just serves all of their interest when it pops up, when they when they're losing on every front with an agenda, they just magically get this this big plot that's going to take all of them down, just dropped at their feet every time. Yeah. But what 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 are the conclusion? You, you don't have to be some kind of QAnon conspiracy theorist. When you look at the headlines and you look at what all of the countries are doing, it's like you're literally doing the exact same thing. So how can, what other conclusion is there? Other than there's some kind of backroom deals that are going on with some kind of uh, shadow government overthrowing. I mean, what other conclusion can you come to? It, it, it doesn't need to be. Are they just like, is it is it because the U.S. did it now? Every other country is like following the lead of of the U.S. and saying, oh, well, it worked in the United States, so we'll do the same thing. Is, I mean, even if that's the case and that means the, the United States is the shadow government uh, at that point, which... Uh, well, I mean, yeah. we talked yesterday about the CIA and Harvard. You know, we actually missed a, a key component to that. We talked about the crypto and their links to Harvard and, and uh, MIT and uh, how it's connected to the World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab. But uh, one key person that we missed, we left out of all that, and I take responsibility for that, was Jeffrey Epstein. He had an office, an actual office at Harvard. Yeah, wasn't it something like the evolutionary science or something yeah, like that? Evolutionary uh, sciences of, department. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh but anyway, uh yeah, that's that's what's going on here. It's just like that's I'm like I'm I'm watching that this morning. The first thing that came to my mind after I got done laughing, I said, What is this amateur hour? Like you people can't do any better than this. <laughs> it's as bad as like the, the car. Do you remember the car? Bruce, that the, they drove the, the car, the supposed car that drove into into the chancellor's office right after the lockdowns. Do you remember that? Yeah, the the, <laughs> the one from 2014 or whatever. Yes, it was. the one yeah. from 2014. They didn't even change the paint on it. It had the same exact paint on the car. They didn't even bother yeah. to change the, the spray paint on the side of it. It was it was ridiculous. So anyway. All right. Um, moving on. You got anything else on that? Uh, you know, there was something in there that I was going to push back on earlier that you, you had uh, mentioned that, you know, here in the West, I was chuckling because here in the West, we don't do these kind of things like overthrow governments and, you know, all that kind of well, stuff. We, Typically, we, we don't. don't. But, but I, then mean, if, I was laughing. If you look at America's America, founding. Yeah. If you look at America's yeah, founding. OK. All right. It that well, wasn't an overthrow. It wasn't an overthrow. We just said, screw you. We're going to make our own government. <laughs> That's all we said. Well, we threw off the shackles of, of yeah, the British right. Empire. But we can do better the, the, than you can do, and we're going to do better. So just go away. But there's a caveat, because here in the United States, we still do that. It's in our document. It's in our documents. When the government ceases to function for the people and is now a tyrannical government, we're obligated our duty, according to the Constitution, is to overthrow that government, literal wording, uh, and replace it with, uh, you know, a, a different government. That's true. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be violent. I'm just saying um, government overthrow is literally the American way. Uh, when you have a tyrannical government, it's time to overthrow it. 
and and have a new government. And that yeah, that, that could just simply mean it's not at the ballot be, box. It's not it gonna doesn't be twenty. To, you know, it's not going to be twenty five QAnon conspiracy theorists in a in an no. apartment complex somewhere. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it, it sounded like it was just a a group of guys doing like a D and D night or something like that. You know, doing a little bit of role play or something. That, that's all it sounded like. It didn't sound like they were actually trying to overthrow i mean really and you know what if there's if this was if this was legit if this if this thing was legit these people's faces would be plastered everywhere you wouldn't like it would be leaked and it would be out there if they if they bust up one of these these criminal deadbeat neo-nazi gangs over here they are all over the media they're all over it. They're like everybody's talking about it. Their faces are everywhere. You can see who they are, and, and f- rightfully so. I, I guarantee. They say they arrested twenty five. I guarantee you, twenty of them were actually feds. Uh, with as many law enforcement officers that were involved, trying to make this look like it's a big, much bigger thing than it really. Why in the hell do you have three thousand officers involved trying to arrest? 25 people. I, I don't even care if it's 100 people. Why the hell do you have 3,000 officers involved? That, that That's just absolutely it's ridiculous. Show. It's show. That's exactly. All it it's show. It's a show. Uh, it's, the, a, it's a Hollywood the thing, production. There was not 3,000 officers there. No. Uh, well, that was, the, that, that was one location. Other. That was, to be fair, that was one location. They, they had uh, oh, okay. raised so across. They, they hit multiple. Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, had multiple okay. places. But that was the only footage yeah. that was released, surprisingly. So my question is, uh, did they really hit those other locations, really? Or was that just a the released uh, public statement that they made? And they didn't actually have 3,000. They just hit two or three different locations and arrested 25 people that were people loosely that- involved in a... Uh, seriously, they could have been in a Telegram group or, uh, you know, some kind of social media group. Yeah. And literally they were playing like some video game or some tabletop and they were talking about a video game or a tabletop. And then the feds were just like, oh, no, they're they're trying to overthrow the government. I mean, that's literally all it could have been. Well, I mean, Bruce, they've got to do something that the government they've got to do something right what, what do they get? Like, they're helpless as it. And I'm not believe me, I don't feel sorry for them. But like our government's in the same position in the U.S. They're helpless. Like they're they're losing on every front. They're they're doubling down and doubling down and doubling down. And they still don't have the, the support of people. My God, when you have a, a live stream coming from the White House with the president of the United States that 81 million people voted for, and you've got Kamala Harris up there, and you've got less than 300 people watching it, they have no credibility. And it's it's the policies. It's the lack of public trust. That's what it comes down to. They've lost the hearts and minds of people. Do you think that these organizations like, like uh, the World Economic Forum, do you think that they have the hearts and minds of the people? No, they're hated. When they post something, on their Twitter feed or, or whatever, they have to disable the comments because they get so much hate mail from it about how just god awful they are and how unpopular they are. And we're going to we're going to take uh, bugs to eat. We're going to take uh, Bill Gates's plastic bread and and three D printed steaks and and their digital currency and their digital IDs. No, 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 Klaus, you go pound sand, son. I'm not interested in that. And neither are these people here. They're not interested in that. So I smell desperation. This whole thing, this reeks of desperation across the board from the U.S. to the European countries to Australia and New Zealand. That is desperation on a level that I have never even seen before. And it's it's quite it's quite sad, to be fair. It, it's sad. 
to see that. Yeah. And with the thing is, as well, uh, to throw in a little bit more, you look at the elections that happened happened here recently in the U.S. and how much fraud was involved uh, in that, uh, how much uh, cheating that w- went on. Yeah, you know, the the uh, as an example, Georgia, uh, you know, they, they had some issues with a couple counties, uh, which interestingly enough, those couple counties that had problems before had problems this time uh, again. And also, uh, they just so happened to lean hard left. Now, it's possible being a large city, you know, these population centers tend to vote left anyway, because they're a bunch of lunatics. But anyway, out of 159 counties, okay, out of 159, like 130 of them were red. And I don't mean just red. I mean, like 60, 80 percent red. And there was only, uh, we'll, we'll say 29, 30 or so. Um, counties that were blue, but blue won by over a hundred thousand votes. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Not when you had like Fulton County and, uh, some of the Cobb County and some of the other ones that were problems before all that, same anyway, problems. all that to say, same problems, all that the counties we didn't, fit. yeah, same problems. Exactly. Uh, election after election, they're rigging the elections. Uh, their narratives are falling flat. Hollywood's falling flat with their narratives. Um, Everywhere that they're pushing these narratives the, about the woke BS or the you own nothing and be happy about it or, uh, you know, the, the uh, pro LGBTQ, whatever. Balenciaga. They're all falling. They're, they're 50% off all the stores now. Yeah. They're 50% off because they've lost their stores are vacant. Yeah. So you, you look at everything that they're pushing and from the different angles they're pushing, it's all falling flat everywhere. And yet at the same time, um, they're doing better than ever and they're excelling at it. Hmm. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Bottom line here is uh, if you haven't caught this already, moral of the story, at this point in time, at this particular, at this critical juncture that we're at as we the people, don't break the law. Don't break the law. The government's breaking the law on their own. Let them break the law and let them have all the egg on their faces because it's all over their faces day after day after day after day. You don't have to do anything. They're torpedoing themselves. Let them ride that sinking ship all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. Just sit there in your lifeboat and smile. That's all you have to do. Get your popcorn. Don't break the law. Don't plot to overthrow governments. They're overthrowing themselves just by their actions. Anyway, you talked about what happened in Georgia. Uh, Herschel Walker lost in Georgia. I kind of saw that one coming for two reasons. One, the state Democrat Party in Georgia said, well, we're not going to know the results uh, for probably uh, at least a day or two. We're we're not going to know that. Uh, But once they saw that they were able to sew that one up pretty quick, they announced Warnock the winner last night. And I said, well, the fix was already in it. <laughs> like that's that it, it was a done deal. And the Republicans did nothing to help Herschel Walker. They did nothing. Yep. They didn't send any money from the national coffers down to mm-hmm. him in the special like this is a special election for the control of the Senate. Yeah. And we could have swung the Senate back and they did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. McConnell did nothing. He didn't kick down any cash to buy up. Like there was no there was no buying of, of radio ads. There was no buying of television time slots. Nothing. They weren't going down and, and giving uh, Herschel support. They, they weren't campaigning for him. They weren't sending down any of the big party bigwigs from D.C. or anything like that to, to campaign on his behalf to go out there with him and and raise a hand and give a speech or anything. They weren't going into um, uh, into the Christian communities, the black churches, the black church uh, Christian communities and speaking. Instead, 
what did we have? We had some woke uh, guy who literally tried to run over his wife with a car and kill her. That all of a sudden gets uh, gets put back in the Senate. Claiming to be a reverend as well. Yeah, a claiming pastor. to be a, a, a reverend. Yeah, sure. He's about as much a reverend as, as Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson. What church yep. do they belong to? I'm just curious. I've, I've never figured that out. Is that a good question? Yeah. The, the issue... Okay, so let's assume for a moment, just for the sake of this argument, let's assume for a moment that the election was on the up and up. There was no foul play involved at all. Okay, let's just say it's on the up and up. And this is what the voters did. What you laid out there, uh, how Mitch didn't send any any money down there. The conclusion I come to with that one is that would have put more responsibility on the the plate of the Republican Party. And that means the Republican Party would have to do something beneficial to the Republican constituents. Uh, they would have had to actually do something. No, they're not about that. The Republican Party hates the Republican uh, constituents, the voters. Um, they despise you. The only reason they're Republican, majority of them, is because they're grifters and they're able to play off of your emotions and get money. That's the entire reason that's there. Prove me wrong otherwise, because I've not seen anything that the Republicans had claimed they're going to do in the last 20 years that they've actually done, except for one thing, war in the Middle East. That was something that a Republican claimed they would do, and we've got it. We, we had it for 20 years, war in the Middle East. And now we have more war uh, in Ukraine and we have more Republicans wanting to send more money over there. So other than war, Republicans, what, what have they done to benefit us conservative types? I'm not holding my breath, by the way. I was going to say, are you waiting for an answer or, or, or something? Because I, we're going to be here. I'm looking down at my watch. We're going to be here a little while. Yeah. This is another case of uh, Mitch wanting to remain in the minority, right? You've pushed that before, uh, and I, I agree with you. And I wasn't really, until you brought it up and you put it in that context, I wasn't really thinking about it like that, where the Republicans, they want to stay in the minority. They don't want to run anything. Because of that, what you said, they don't want the responsibility. They don't want to actually be responsible to the constituents. They don't want to be responsible to the voters saying, well, uh, yeah, we had all that power. You remember Obamacare? Yeah, you remember that? Lindsey Graham? Oh, no, we just can't get it done. We can't get it done. What we need, yeah. we need, all, this is when Obama was still in office. No, we can't get it repealed because we need, uh, we, we need all three branches. Okay. Donald Trump comes along. We give you all three branches. The Republican Party has more seats than they have held in a hundred years. And Lindsey Graham comes out and says, no, we can't get it done. What more do you need? Yeah. They don't want we need to, to be. Not repeal it, but repeal it and replace it with our yeah. own Republican care. Yeah, right. Uh, which is, uh, you, how, how the hell do you replace that? But anyway, re regardless, they don't want to be in the majority. They want to stay in the minority and they want to sit over there off to the side. Cocaine Mitch wants to get up there and, and do his little uh, turkey goblin thing at the lectern. Talking about how all oh, this is unacceptable and and oh uh, this was it's, it's blah 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 whatever it is he does whatever he babbles on about about nothing and they want to be able to shout down the opposition by the way donate here so we can keep fighting on your behalf. That said, it's also plausible that we may see some action from the House uh, because there's been some firecrackers that were elected into the House that were Republicans that are going to investigate things like. What really went on with the January 6th uh, debacle, uh, COVID, um, how, you know, Fauci was involved and all of that fun stuff. So, I mean, Fauci was just uh, interviewed 
here. Do you want to talk uh, about the little recently. troll? Yeah, you want you want to talk uh, about the little troll? Uh, you were uh, you were I, quoting you know, some of the uh, the transcript. It wasn't televised. That's a shame. I was hoping that we could actually get yeah. a look at it, but it would have just been a. It would have sounded like a broken record. I think it would have actually, and it was actually. It was a fun broken record because at first it was it was grating and irritating uh, because he kept saying, well, I, I, I don't recall. Um, that was his he said that like 117 times or 170. I don't remember exactly the number, uh, but o- over 100 times. I don't recall. It became so common that after he said, I don't recall that the evidence was presented that no, actually, you did know. And in fact, you were on a uh, like first name basis with this person, constantly calling, emailing, texting. No, you knew exactly who this person is. He was asked, like, as an example, uh, do you know Peter Daisy? And he's like, uh, I've met him Not once or twice, but <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say he's an acquaintance. But yeah, there's photos of him together with Dasik. There's emails, text messages, phone calls. Receipts but he doesn't know giving him Dasik hundreds is. of millions of dollars in his yeah, grants to, he, to he Eco Health know. Alliance to fund the lab. <laughs> yeah, and he was in direct communication uh, saying thank you as one of the examples for uh, uh, running interference about it being uh, from the laboratory. It was actually evolved from bats. That was one of the thank yous that uh, Dasik had between Fauci. There was so much proven lies in there so many times that just on the amount of perjury that was involved, like dude should be in prison for the rest of his life just for the amount of perjury he did, let alone the crimes against humanity that he has done. So yeah, I, I, I'm just, I would like to see, this is the, this is my concern right now. It's just a show trial. That that's all that's going on right now. There's not going to be a conviction. They're just they're they're airing all this out. We we have the information now, and it's I mean it's it's publicly available. We don't know. We don't have what we need. Nothing's. We we don't we don't have what we need. We've got now. You and I have have verified this. We've got the receipts that link Fauci, Dazic, and the CCP, the People's Liberation Army, Facebook, and Google to that lab. Okay, we've got that. By the way, do you know where Fauci's daughter worked during the COVID lockdowns? You want to take a guess? Wouldn't possibly be at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You're close. You're close. Okay, my second guess would be um, EcoHealth Alliance. Not quite. She worked at Twitter. Mm. Oh, Wow, yeah. that's interesting. Uh-huh. It is Where interesting. Where they were stifling all the information yes. about COVID and Yes. Uh, so we've got the, the collusion. Yeah, go on. I, I just real quick on the Twitter thing, since they were hiding information about uh treatments for uh well, no, COVID. That was, no Bruce, Did that I, was just that was a recommendation. You're you're misunderstanding. Oh yeah. Recommendation, sure. Um so did you know that uh the VA had over six hundred thousand people treated for COVID, right? Involving COVID. Uh Uh, Of those treated, 400 and some thousand were on a vitamin D supplement. When you compare the other 200,000 that were not on vitamin D supplements, uh, they found that the people that were on just vitamin D alone, uh, it reduced death amongst them by over two thirds. Reduced death by almost 70%. So, I have a little uh, uh, vitamin thing here, just cheap, something you can get at the store, you know, whatever. It's got uh, vitamin D, vitamin uh, zinc, you know, all the stuff that you need in here to fight. Uh, This simple vitamin uh, supplement would have been, according to the VA study of over 600,000 people, would have reduced death by over 60%. 
over 60%. Just simply having vitamin D alone, that's not including the other vitamins involved in this. 60%. And this information was stifled on Twitter, mainstream media, media, Facebook, YouTube. You are not allowed to talk about this kind of stuff on those platforms. That's correct. And do you think there might have been just a little bit of conflict of interest there with his daughter working for one of the companies that was suppressing that yeah, yeah, information? Exactly my point. We're getting? Yeah, just a little bit of conflict yeah. of interest. My my issue here is is that we've got we've got actual receipts, right? We've gone through the paperwork, you know, hours and hours and digging through all that stuff. We've got actual receipts linking Fauci to all of these things, right? We, we've got Francis Collins. We've got the Obama administration, the entirety, all the way to Obama himself. And we don't have the linchpin just yet. That's the problem, at least from my standpoint. I, I don't give a I don't give a damn what these yahoos up there are doing uh, in Congress or whatever with all this hot air they're blowing around. That man should be in handcuffs. End of story. That's it. He should be squawking, aching for a deal of some from, kind. From a investigative standpoint, what are we missing? Because we've got we've got the communications. We've got the paper trail as far as finances and actual dealings that are there. We, we know who they were affiliated with, where they were doing the crimes at, how the crime was, you know, uh, released into the populace. Yep. Um, what, in, in your opinion, what more do we need or could we get, if you will? Actually, that's that's the question. What more could we actually get that would benefit Gates? But he's we already have a paper trail leaking Gates to this financially. Well. Financially, yes, but we need the we need <sighs> the hands down we need the hands down connection of him funding those labs, pushing that for that virus to be engineered in China. We need that. That needs to be done. He has got yeah. to go down with this because Fauci has been positioned to take the fall for people like Gates. Maybe not Gates specifically, but for people like him. We've seen the, the photos of Gates and Fauci but. meeting. Gates, Fauci, and Collins sitting on stages over various conferences and things. You'd have to be blind, deaf, and dumb to not see that that's where this is coming from, just on the surface I, of it. I agree, but, but got you and I both know that, that it, this is like a, a or, organized crime case, like we, we were talking before in prep. These guys at the top are clean. They're doing yes. legitimate business. There is no paper trail for them right. involved with the criminal stuff. Right. I think that's the case with Gates. You're not going to find any texts or emails or phone calls between no, them no. because if they ever if they ever had a communication with one another, it was done at a fundraising dinner that a whole bunch of other people were involved in that was not related to that at all or something like that and, yeah. and or, you're or not going to be meeting, able to tie them together exactly or they're or they're in meetings like we saw where you've got cameras that are snapping photos of them off at a distance as in they're walking around in like a courtyard or something and no one has any microphones or anything near them that's when exactly. those deals were done so until we actually have that smoking gun i think the investigation has to continue that's just my opinion, right? I mean, that if this were, if this were my case, okay, and it's not. If this were my case, then I would be sitting there working night and day, which we kind of already are. I would be sitting there yeah. working night and day, saying, "I don't really want this this evil little garden gnome." At the end of the day, I want his boss. That's what I want. Oh, I, no, at the end I, of the day, I want Fauci too. I oh, want I, him, I do too. Yeah, he's going to go know. down. Like that goes without saying, right? At the end of the day, I really don't care because he's already going down for for just about everything. But 
it's like with Klaus Schwab. I'm not really concerned about this this guy that portrays himself as like a a persona of a Bond villain with a white cat and a diamond necklace. I really don't care. That's ridiculous. Okay, that's a sideshow. Klaus Schwab is a face. He's meant to be seen. You go back to the founding of the World Economic Forum itself. His face is the only one that you see in the opening ceremony. Everybody else is concealed. He's meant to be the face. He's the man with a briefcase. I don't care about Klaus Schwab. I want his boss. I want who he's working for. I don't know who that is. That's what I want. Whatever investigation, whatever paper trail we follow, that's where I want to go. I want to know who he's working for and why. That's what I want to know. I want to know who Fauci's working for and why. Is he working for the Chinese Communist Party? No, I don't believe that he is. I believe the Chinese have turned around and have, have used the Americans, right? The corrupt American establishment, guys like Fauci. Of course they have, because the Chinese Communist Party only cares about one thing, power. That's it, power and control. They don't give a damn about anything else. Anybody that thinks that they're doing this for profit or for money or, or, or economic influence, they don't give a damn about any of that stuff. They care about power and control. They don't care about any other thing outside of that. There's there's one uh, potential caveat with this, uh, w with the release of there's uh, I was thinking about it. And you remember the you remember the Hong Kong protests that were going on? The you remember the protests yeah. that were going on the right umbrellas. at the beginning of of. Yeah. Right at the beginning of COVID. And it was kind of those protests were kind of stifled. Uh, we, we didn't really see them anymore because COVID. Right. Um, it's possible that China released the virus to stifle those protests, to do lockdowns and everything, not necessarily to release it to the world to cause world chaos. Now, they're benefiting from it and they'll take it, but well, I, it gave them plausible possible. Yeah, and it gave them yeah. plausible deniability because it, it it allowed that when they released it on their own population, then then it gave them cover to say, oh, well, you know, we're the victims here. No, you, you're yeah. not the victims. When they created it and, you know, I mean, to be fair... With, with, with Daszak and, and Fauci and, and EcoHealth Alliance exactly. and, and everything else. Yeah. So uh, it, it it's may not have been intended for world uh, um, release, global release. It may have only been intended as a localized uh, epidemic to stifle riots and it just uh, continues spreading like the nature of viruses um, that typically do. Uh, but anyway, that there, there is a possibility that China intended it only to retain control and power more locally than globally. But like I said, of course they're going to jump on the opportunity to gain more power globally uh, with this. I mean, they're 25% of the world's GDP. I mean, so we're told, you know, if what we heard about uh, the Chinese economy, if their economy is actually 60% less than what we were all made to believe, because we don't hear anything about the Chinese economy. None of our networks here, none of our media actually cover that. They just say, oh, China's doing great. That's all we ever hear is, oh, the Chinese economy grew by this and it grew by that and it grew by this and it's expected to grow by that. We never actually hear how bad it's doing. Well, uh, all that aside, <laughs> they still manufacture majority of all of our, our products. I mean, with you get any well, product and you look at it, it says well, made in China. Yes, uh, but that is slowly starting to change. We have now apparently our orders, as in like American companies that that buy from them, our orders right now are essentially flat from China. As in, we're not buying anything. Well, I mean, they did kind of shut down and and 
uh, one could argue they're probably not producing very much right now because well, yeah. you know, they're locking down major cities yeah. that are but you also you know, had these. Yes, that's true. But but you also had the uh, the chips thing, the, the semiconductor thing. Um, all of the American engineers that were there working on the ground in China, they all resigned and left the country in the same day. So their semiconductor business, which that is their main export, is semiconductors to the world. With our people over there uh, helping them to uh, uh, to manufacture and, and get those shipped out, and that has come to a grinding halt. The Biden administration, I I don't I, I don't necessarily think that it's, uh, it's it's Biden per se because I don't think that man knows what planet he's on. But uh, whatever they're doing, whatever this this uh, move is that they're doing with China, it's it's putting them in a position where they're going to be forced to lash out at some point. I think it's the State Department, you know, Could be. that's that's doing a lot of it's, yeah. if you look at what was going on with the Obamas, they were kind of setting up. It's been set up for a while. Really, it was uh, Clinton and Bush that really got the ball rolling on, I don't know, like Patriot Act as an example. So they could basically say anything is terrorism and investigate you uh, without a warrant. <laughs> You know, tap your phones, tap, you know, uh, take all your emails, all that kind of stuff. They can get a hold of any of that stuff just by saying you're a terrorist. So I, I think that's where the ball was really started rolling. Uh, it, it already had been dark before then. But then you had civil society 2.0 during the Obama administration. Uh, the, the dealings they were doing with Ukraine, trying to create a pseudo shadow government there. Uh, the the anti-corruption uh, board or whatever the hell they were calling it. FTX. Yeah. FTX. Well, yeah, not a government organization, but no, but it was their money laundering. Uh, dirty. That was that yeah, was their money dirty laundering, money yeah. laundering operation. And you notice that um, the U.S. is is no longer uh, supporting Ukraine financially, like as in like they're not one of the biggest donors. Do you know who stepped up to fill that gap directly? Let's hear it. BlackRock. They've announced a, a new partnership. They've announced a new partnership with Ukraine. Probably about the the billions that they would send over to Ukraine. They're losing because a lot of the red states are pulling their investments out of BlackRock, rightfully so. Uh, but Florida was the most recent one. I uh, most recent one I think that was uh, talked about in the media. At least they pulled something like two billion out of BlackRock. Um, I think my state did it as well. Texas, there's a, there's there's a few states that have already done, Missouri maybe. Um, there's a few states that have already done this. Um, you know, pulling like pension funds and those kind of things out. Which yeah, they well, should. Yeah, they should. That shouldn't be involved in any. You know, the, the pension thing, that was a racket anyway. Uh, they got people invested in that. And it was it was a scam. It was the same thing as the college scam. Right. It was meant to put you in debt. And the pension was meant to vanish the day you go to collect it. That's all it's meant to do. Social Security is a scam. That's all it is. It, it's turned into to a scam. They've robbed it. There's nothing there. You know, Social Security. Yeah. I remember Ron Paul, not not Rand, not Senator Rand Paul, but his father. I remember Ron Paul talking years ago, almost 20 years ago now about Social Security and how it wasn't there then. You yeah. know, we've been sending out IOUs for Social Security for 30 years. Did you know that? Yeah. We actually don't yeah. have any Social Security money. It actually emptied. It was at zero yeah. under Reagan. We don't have yeah. Social Security in the United States. But how do we and you say, well, wait a minute, how do we still get a Social Security check? Uh, because that's an IOU. That's money the government doesn't have. Well, I would argue that most things that the government does is an IOU. They don't actually no, they don't have, have. Yeah, they don't have the money. Uh, but uh, yeah, they don't have anything yeah. to back the money that they say they have. 
Yeah. yeah. And but the check's always going to go out, though, is the thing is it's always going to go out and you're going to deal with what we're de- And, you know, 20 years ago, you're going to be dealing with where we are now, which is something called inflation, which means you're going to continue yeah. to get the Social Security check. That's fine. That's going to continue to go out. It's just not going to buy anything. The people that are on the Social Security, on the fixed, that's a fixed income, by the way. The people that are on that, which is below poverty, I might add, uh, if you're on that, tell me how much you can actually buy at the grocery store now, uh, at the supermarket now, with what you get in a Social Security check. Probably not very much at all. I have family members that are on uh, Social Security. The Social Security check that they get every month pays for their medical insurance. That's it. It it doesn't pay for, you know, groceries or any of those things. Yeah. Just to be clear for for those that are listening to us outside the United States, so you understand what we're talking about, social security checks in America, that is our state pension system. Basically, that's that's what that is. is, That's your state retirement. And you can thank LBJ uh, for opening up the social security to the general fund so the government could take out of it anytime they pleased. Bruce, listen to you. You're 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 bashing the great society. You're bashing the great society. We have to have we had to have a great society. We had to. Mm. It's looking pretty great, isn't it? Have you, oh, yeah, have you taken a look wonderful. at the you know projects and in inner cities and uh, that they. Uh, you know, yeah. I actually saw a, a photo of uh, St. Louis in 1903 the other day. And I saw a photo that was just taken like last week or whatever it was and said that, you know, it was a top and bottom comparison. And the the top one, man, it looks like something like you're going into the, the streets of like the Roman Empire or something. You know, the fountains and the like the waterways, the canals and everything. And it's like now it's yeah, it looked like a bustling city. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and now it's yeah, like marble columns and, and beautiful architecture and all kinds of stuff. And now it's. Just a rundown. It looks like it looks like you know an enemy bombing campaign came through there. Yeah, that's um, you hate to see it. You do. I don't mean that sarcastically. I mean that legitimately. I I, I hate seeing it because like uh, like I've said before, I have the romantic idea of America, right? The romanticized America, the the founders' uh, belief in America. That's that's the kind of people that I think are still here. Maybe a remnant, but they're still here, and I I feel like that's the heart of America. And you're seeing all these cities. The thing is, is it's not just it's all the major cities. You go to any major city, take take your pick, go to any major city in the United States. And it's a hellhole. It is. And, you know, I, I look at um, I look at places like New York. You know, I mean, New York was like it, it was going down like I could I could see it like, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But now it's like it's not even, you know, 10, 10 15 years ago, it was a different city than what it is today. But I remember uh, I was at uh, I was at dinner one night and uh, this cafe or the sidewalk cafe over here, they had a, a photo of New York City in there uh, of Manhattan. And I remember I asked the guy that was, uh, you know, behind the counter there. I said, hey, you know, one of the guys who worked there. I said, hey, is that New York? And he said, yeah. I said, really? He said, yeah, yeah, it's New York. He says, have you been there? And I said, yeah, it doesn't look anything like that. And that's what it is. You know, I the last time I was in the States, uh, I went back to my hometown. I didn't even recognize it. And, you know, I, I know that things change. Right. I, I'm very cognizant of that. I know things change. I, I know times change and, and businesses change and and landscape and architecture and all that stuff changes. I, I understand that. But what I saw was just utter destruction. That's the feeling that I got. I'm not saying that that's what it was. I'm saying that's how I saw it. When I was driving through streets in my hometown, 
10 years ago. I mean, Ohio, we have a bad reputation for uh, potholes in the road. Terrible uh, winters and things like that. So, I mean, the, the, the roads and we don't have any money. You don't have the, the income to fix it because all the businesses have left. They've all gone to China. We were all based in like manufacturing and stuff like that. They're all gone. Polymer plants, battery plants, uh, coal fire plants, uh, plastics plants, uh, all that stuff gone. And I remember when I was home just a few years ago, I was driving over the same potholes from 10 years ago. They're still there. They haven't fixed them. I drove over bridges with holes in them. I, I drove across and I, I saw where the trusses on the bridges with the steel I-beams, they had rust that, where you could see through it. This is not progress. This is not a, a direction that, that a country needs to go. I don't care what country it is. When you see it happen in your hometown and you see that people don't care, that makes it even worse. When I started to ask questions to friends and, and family that were around, I mean, hell, my first day, my first two hours in town, I saw a guy that I went to high school with. His car was broken down a block from where I was, and I stopped, said, hey, how you doing? His axle had been sheared off because he hit a pothole. And I said, my God, man, what has gone on in this town? What has happened here? Th this place looks like just a, a, a like it looks like a subdivision of Detroit. No offense to the people that live in Detroit. And the response I got was just a shrugging of the shoulders most of the time. Or people would say, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, it is. There's garbage everywhere. The roads are broke. Like you can't you can't even fix that kind of infrastructure. It's not it's not a matter of, well, we're going to get some money allocated over here at this in this award and in this council area. We're, we're going to get some money allocated over there. And we're going to fix that. No, no, it's beyond that kind of repair. You have got to rip it up and redo it. Otherwise, you're going to be driving on gravel roads in the next couple of years. God only knows what it looks like now. Let alone the bridge. You, you yeah, have let to alone, completely tear that you, thing you gotta down. You got to tear it down. With that much you rust. Tear it down. Yeah, it's pointless. I would drive 10 miles down the road across another bridge that was built 10 years prior to that. And I felt safer driving across that. I would spend the extra time to drive all the way down. But to see this and to see people that, that just they don't care, that's what made it worse. Or it was the, the, the outright denial that it was even happening. How do we expect to put things in the right order and to rebuild our society when we have people that live in small town America? I mean, that's where I come from. We come from places in small town America and people don't even recognize that things are being pushed off the edge of a cliff. You've got drugs everywhere. In my hometown, you got drugs all over the place. You've got home break-ins. Hell, when I was growing up in that town, and that wasn't that long ago, when I was growing up in that town, a lot of people didn't even lock their doors. You've got auto thefts, shootings, stabbings, home invasions. These kinds of things did not happen. And if it did happen, it was very, very rare. And when I say very rare, I mean maybe once every uh, like six years, seven years, and the whole town knew about it when it happened. Now it's just, oh, well, you know, that happened. When you have a country, when you have an area in that country that has no opportunity, there, there's no economic opportunity, right? All the, as I, as I said, all the businesses, they've all left. They all went to China. All the manufacturing, it's all gone. The rail lines, you know, the, the railway system's all gone. 
it's a vacuum. When I was in the cities, you take crime for what it is. In American city, you, you take crime for what it is. I mean, it's it's a big thing that just that happens in cities. That, that's what you expect. And when you get to the small town, it affects that small town much more because people there, they, they just don't know how to cope with it. And so they just sit there and they accept it. When the businesses leave and then the corporations come in, you know, the like the fast food chains and, and Walmart and Target and, and all these places, when they come in, that's not growth to a community. That's not growth. That's companies coming in offering entry level jobs that don't put any money back into that community. That's not of that community. That's outside capital coming in to buy up market share so you, the little guy, can't compete. So you can never get off the ground. They're not sponsoring baseball teams in Little League. They're not sponsoring football teams. They're not sponsoring uh, community events or, or building parks or youth organizations in the community. They're not doing any of that. When there's no opportunity, drugs and crime become your new economy. Nature abhors a vacuum. That's your vacuum. We all know that there's a drug problem across the United States. Everybody knows that. So how do we expect to right all of our wrongs, right? And I'm not even talking about election fraud, right? That's a whole nother discussion. I'm talking about rebuilding your community at the local level, which we promote here day in and day out. How can we do this? How can we expect to do this in the future when we've got people in the here and now that don't care? You have the ability to affect change. You've had the ability to affect change. And yet the shoulders still get shrugged. We got a lot of work to do. You got anything else? I just want to echo that. Um, we've got a lot of work to do. Got a lot of work ahead of us. I, I agree. The local level, that's, that's where our focus should be right now. Really, the focus should be like family and then, you know, your local level. But we're assuming that you're already doing that with your family and we should be focusing on local level stuff. The, the problem is even at the local level, I don't even know. We had we had a dude here uh, that was a part of our local level that was just arrested for child pornography. Thousands, uh, thousands of, of photos that, he, that this dude had in his possession. God. of child. This is this is in a town of 40,000 roughly here. Yeah, th this is happening at our local level. We've got a lot of work ahead of us. And I think he was involved in school somehow, school somehow. I forget what position he had. Either way, he's a scumbag and he go. got caught. That's got to so, go. That kind of stuff's got to go. I agree, but they're on the road to normalizing it, Well, to, to legalizing all of this. Well, we'll see about that. As you said, per their agenda, they're losing everywhere. All right, we're going to have to go. Uh, we will be back here tomorrow with Marty to hear about all of his holiday endeavors. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.